0: Hi there, everybody. My name is Sheldon Kraus. here at the State News. We're joined on this podcast today to talk a little bit about MSU's Cedar Village and sort of the chaos that ensued past weekend after uh, MSU's upset win over University of Michigan. And I'm joined here today by...
1: Drew Gratzko. I'm a campus investigative reporter. I'm Dan Nutter. I'm an international relations reporter for the Culture Desk.
0: Perfect. All right. So, guys, how about just sort of a little bit of background? Dan, I know you were at the game yourself. But, you know, how would you sort of describe the game and, you know, just sort of the atmosphere of the whole thing? I think we can all agree that the campus was pretty electric pretty much the entire really week leading up to this with both teams going in undefeated and pretty highly ranked in the nation. So, yeah, just sort of what was your experience there at the game?
2: Yeah, I mean, the game, I mean, you can't go into a game where both teams are undefeated and it's not going to be an amazing game. I mean, obviously MSU was down in the beginning, but um, that like comeback at the very end just the atmosphere in the stadium was uh, insane. I mean, I'm not a huge sports fan myself, but that was probably one of the few games that I'll ever watch where my attention was 100% on the game because I, it was just it was just crazy and then at the end with the interception and just the Oh my God! It was it was crazy.
0: Yeah, that I I watched those highlights after the game, the two minute reel, and I had tears in my eyes. It was I haven't watched a full football game in probably months, but yeah, I was very happy that I saw that one all at home. Drew, were you able to catch any of the game uh, before your in person coverage?
1: Admittedly, I was I barely watched any of the game. Unfortunately, I had to go home part of the first quarter, and then I took a little bit of a nap before you know heading out to Cedar Village, (laughs) but. I was keeping up with the live updates on mm-hmm. the app and all that kind of stuff
0: yeah well it was definitely one to remember i would say and yeah obviously at the end msu eked out a win i believe 37 to 34 and yeah pretty yeah 37 to 33, yeah. a 37 to 33 thank you but yeah so next we'd like to talk about sort of the history and you know i guess sort of traditions leading up to this game obviously Age-old interstate, not interstate. <laughs> age-old rivalry between you know these two Michigan universities. You know they exchange the Paul Bunyan Trophy, which is very odd-looking little man holding an axe, I believe. It, the
2: axe is the axe is in between its legs. That, that's so he's one not holding thing I've the axe. I understood. I think it's like he like spiked it into the
1: ground.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, you know, obviously a age-old rivalry, and pretty much I think just about everybody within twenty miles of East Lansing knew that whichever way this game went there was certainly going to be some chaos ensuing so I, yep.
2: I, I had a professor who was like I am like he lives in Lansing and he's like I am getting out of the area for the day I'm, <laughs> I'm going to Eden Rapids to go watch the game because he was afraid <laughs> about what would happen after the
0: game smart man Yeah. but yeah I think that you know we're all pretty active on social media and I'm sure some of the listeners saw this as well you know everyone from reporters to professors to politicians just about everybody joking sort of hide your couches I think even the mayor of East Lansing sort of joking about it herself just saying you know be safe everybody and and hide your furniture because yeah, for whatever reason, that is a pretty time-honored tradition within Cedar Village. Cedar Village is of course the sort of neighborhood or block of apartments just east of MSU's campus right off of Grand River. And yeah, there have been some pretty notable, pretty much riots. You know, there was 1999, which, you know, is a sort of notoriously bad one. You know, really anytime MSU has a impactful sports outcome, really whether win or loss, there will certainly be some chaos. I have a fun sort of personal anecdote My dad is a criminal defense attorney, and he, in 2005, (laughs) represented one of the kids that was charged with, I believe, inciting a riot (laughs) after MSU's Final Four loss to Duke, or sorry, North Carolina, not Duke. But yeah, you know, it's, ask pretty much any MSU alum, you know, that's been to the school past 1980, and they'll be able to tell you about some form of chaos in Cedar Village. So yeah, pretty much everybody going into this knew that there was going to be something going on. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So yeah, Drew, you were, I believe, pretty much the first on the scene once the game had ended. I remember you were tweeted out a picture about, I think, 10 minutes before the game had ended, and it was pretty much Aaron throughout the streets of Cedar Village. So why don't you sort of tell us, you know, how the the afternoon really unfolded, pretty much the second that this game was clinched for MSU? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, <clears throat> sorry, excuse So, yeah. Basically, the streets were empty off my apartment around the fourth quarter. I get down to Cedar Village to kind of get the initial outbreak of what we assumed were going to be, you know, riots, couch printings, etc. Yeah, but walking to Cedar Village and in Cedar Village itself, it was barren. The only people in Cedar Village outside were essentially the police, and there was a really heavy police presence. And it was really like tense. You could tell that like, you know, everyone from the DTN who owns the complex to like the police, Mm -hmm. they knew something was gonna happen. Yeah. Um, And it was kind of funny because you could kind of see students rolling up and um, they were very clearly there for what was about to happen. (laughs) Because I mean, at MSU, like you know, once we're about to win a big game, that's where you go to see some, you know, wild stuff usually. So yeah, I met up with my photographer, Warren Snyder, and we just kind of sat around. It was, sorry.
0: No worries.
1: Yeah, we, we sat around, and ironically, we were sitting there like, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe nothing's going to happen today because people, <laughs> you know, we're seeing a lot of police presence here. Oh, and, how wrong you were. Right, exactly. But we're seeing a lot of police presence here. You know, maybe people are going to be, you know, go somewhere else, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. We were very wrong. Yeah. And initially, you know, uh, it wasn't anything too wild. We won We won the game. You could hear, like, cheers throughout the entire apartment complex. It was actually a really cool, like, moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, slowly but surely, people started, you know, running out of their, their apartments and, you know, getting into the streets and taking their shirts off and planting flags <laughs> in the grass and all sorts of stuff like that. But it wasn't anything too crazy. I mean, they were running towards, this, they were kind of in the middle of Cedar Street, you know, they, they formed a crowd and they were chanting, all that kind of stuff. But it wasn't dangerous by any right. means. There was a lot of people probably, if I was a guessing man or a betting man, I'd probably say like 1,000, over a 1,000 at mm-hmm. least. Right. Um, about what time was that? It was about, I'd say it was immediately after the game, so around from like 4 o'clock, roughly, yeah, right. um, approximately. Mm-hmm. And then for the first 30 minutes after the game, mm-hmm. nothing really crazy happened. There was um, some smoke that arose. Um, I saw quite a number of people um, attempting to burn couches like they were like in the middle of the street like trying to like take magazines and like put them in the <laughs> couches but it was uh really wet that day oh so, yeah I like, was a... just kind of messing it up and then yeah. they would like pour alcohol on it which is not going to help Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so basically i saw a lot of failed couch burnings in that first 30 minutes but nothing the police carried away a couch at one point i, I did thought that see was that was, like, they, they yeah. you
0: know, arrested the couch
1: yeah they arrested the couch but i really thought that was going to be the end of it i thought they were going to you know, try to burn some couches. Maybe one will get burned. Whatever. Yeah. Eventually, there was some smoke in the middle of the crowd. I couldn't really make out the source. So I was like climbing on dumpsters to try to like figure <laughs> out uh, what was going on. And eventually, me and my photographer or Lauren were, you know, we're in kind of the western part of the crowd, and yeah. we hear like a huge crash from the complete opposite side. And we look over, and everyone's screaming and shouting. And I see tires like in the air. <laughs> 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 and with, like, oh, and it's a car. Man. It's a Toyota Forerunner on its side uh-huh. people are kicking in the windshield so we, we run over there and yeah sure enough they flipped over this car everyone's climbing on top of it you know, chanting and you know try to kick in the windshields and eventually there I, I managed to get to the front I, I got a video of this guy like try to defend the car and there's a lot of there's quite a few altercations around the car in general yeah. you could tell that some people knew the consequences of what had just happened mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people were like kicking in the
2: windshield Yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah
1: yeah it was it was Kind of, it was chaos. Like, mm-hmm. and I, thats not the first time a car's been flipped. Sure. It was like a kind of a sense of like anarchy right in the middle of a yeah. Cedar Village. So it was definitely mm-hmm. very wild. And th- to be clear, this was about forty-five minutes after the end of the game. Uh, yeah. So Within forty-five minutes, a couple things had been burned. Yeah. And a car had been flipped.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and if I can butt in a little bit. Yeah. So I showed up. I showed up. I live about half a mile east of Cedar Village. So I, the second the game ended, I got my jacket on, tied up my shoes, I sprinted. That was probably the fastest mode of transportation. I wasn't gonna mess with any Uber or anything. But yeah, so I got in there, and yeah, I did see some successful couch burning. Actually, I saw I saw one active couch burning. That was on, oh, I forget what street. It was the, fr- the most eastward street of Cedar Village. I can't remember the name at this moment. But yeah, so I saw one active. Saw some friends around there, actually. Um, won't disclose their names. But yeah, so I saw some active couch burnings, but yes, they were definitely having a rough time because it was pretty rainy out throughout the day. So, you know, probably had to prep a little bit for that, maybe get a tarp over the couch the night before. But (laughs) yeah, so I saw one couch burning. I went a little bit westward, I think one street over in Cedar Village, and I saw them trying to burn a, uh, like, cat tower, like that, like climbing, scratching tower, and then a police officer and a DTN guy just, they were, they didn't seem too enthused. Can't blame them for that. But yeah, they just sort of carted that away while it was smoking a little bit. But then yeah, I saw some friends for a second, hang, hung around them just to make sure everything was all right. Then I saw, yeah, that probably that same cloud of smoke. I ran right behind the hub, I believe. They have a little sort of alley there. And yeah, I was running that way with probably at least 100 or 200 other people. And then yeah, I got to the car there as well. And yeah, when I got into the car, it was still on its side. So yeah, not fully flipped over yet. But, yeah, so they had half-flipped the car, and I got in there, and I was had many thoughts going on. First was, like, where are the police? Because it seemed like there were a lot in the other areas, and, I don't know, they, they were actually, I think, probably, like, 200 or 300 feet away. Yeah, that's, but,
1: that's what confused me, because we... Like I mentioned before, there was yeah. so much police presence before they didn't really stop anything at any point. Yeah. Like it was
2: like they were letting the students take their anger out. I, I think and they yeah. were just there for containment. they yeah. you know, I don't
1: think like I think they were more than willing. Right, it, it seemed like they were willing to just let the students do whatever within Sierra I agree Village, with that. Yeah, and they just didn't want to like go to businesses or something yeah. like
0: that. Yeah, yeah, I, I I definitely agree with that assessment. It was it. I, yeah, I was just a little bit sort of confused with that. I mean, you know, that's probably the priority number one for them that day, so it seems a little odd, but yeah. yeah, so I got there when it was about half on its side, and is they started fully flipping it when I was sort of off to the side as well. And honestly, I was surprised that that, that was the only part of the day where I felt like sort of uneasy because they were swinging this thing back and forth. There were two or three people on each side. And it was just kept rocking, probably about 30 degrees to each side, like just rocking back and forth. And I was scared. It was just, it would have been so easy for someone to trip and fall and, you know, get caught under there or one of the people pushing it to just knock it out of the way. Somehow nobody got hurt and then they flipped it over. And yeah, that's to the point where Drew was, where they were sort of celebrating uh on top of the car dan when did you get into the mix here
2: yeah so because i was at the game it took me a little while to Mm -hmm. get to cedar village because you know obviously it's a pretty slow exit from the stadium yeah um so i would say i probably got so i started i just started sprinting when i got out of the stadium (laughs) like because i knew what was going to happen and so i started running over to Cedar Village and what ended up happening for me is I saw smoke coming up from across the hub because Mm -hmm. there was a there was a couch burning like right outside of the hub right into the street that leads yeah that was on that was on Vogue I think I I saw the aftermath of that and and so I I saw the the fire Mm -hmm. but then by the time I got there the fire department had arrived Mm -hmm. and they started putting it out and the funniest part to me was, like, in all of the pictures that I have, you can see one kid who's just standing there, like, with his arms up, and he's just like taking pictures, like, outside, like, he's just like trying to get as many pictures as possible in front of the couch. Was that me? Oh, oh no, <laughs> no. Oh, posing. He was. He was, he was posing. Like, posing for it. And, that was and, like the main thing. There was yeah. kids all over the place. Yeah, I, that most, was. Most people did not partake in the couch burning, but they yes. wanted to get pictures in front of the percent. 100%, 100%. either after it was burned or while it was
0: yeah no I I was and I'm I was in Cedar Village as a photographer that day and yeah no I I had a lot of shots I couldn't use because people were sort of getting in front and posing you know everybody wanted that Instagram that photo interestingly though I heard that the MSU police might you know also sort of looking for those people not only the ones that you know started the sort of property destruction mm-hmm. but also the ones that you know we're by it. I'm not sure about that. I'm sure there will be some state news report about that in the coming
2: days. Yeah. But, but uh. Yeah. What
0: else did you see, Dan?
2: Well, so then after that, I, you know, I was taking pictures of the, the burning outside of Bogue, and then <laughs> mm-hmm. I ran over back to Cedar Village because I heard people like just walking by me go, they, they, they flipped a car over at Cedar Village, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, like obviously this is where I need to go next. Yeah. And I run over and. You know, I I got there after they had fully flipped the car on its mm-hmm. like, roof. Right. And so, you know, by the time that I got there, people were climbed on top of the car, people were dancing, they were rocking it back and forth. Mm-hmm. They were doing that kind of thing. And so, I, like, the crowd around the car was just insane. Like, yeah. It's like what Drew said, like, I, I, if there's probably around a thousand people yeah, I would Super I would say Street that. Alley. Yeah. And you know, just in order to get like good video and good pictures of what was happening, I like I, I saw another car and I just climbed onto the <laughs> onto the tire, like I just had one foot on the tire and I was just like holding my phone above my head mm-hmm. to try to get video of what was happening.
0: Right. And
2: so for me, at one point, like I think I think Drew was out of the area when the smoke bomb or the <laughs> oh my went God. off. yeah, and
1: I, I was over with Sheldon. There was a nearby
2: house, and my tweets
1: would mm-hmm. sense so I was trying to like connect to the live yeah. lights and those. Yeah, and and
2: that was the other. Aspect of this that was making it so difficult is because everyone was in this area. Oh yeah. The broadband was, yep. It was not accessible at all. Yeah. Because, like, I I was trying to text Drew at the time, trying to figure out where he was. Yeah. Because I knew he was there, and I I couldn't really get a hold of him. I'm trying to send out these tweets, and I'm trying to access to see what Drew has yeah. tweeted. Yep. And you just it, you can't. The
1: communication yeah. Communication was completely. Gone yeah. It was due it was.
0: Yeah, it was horrible. I I had to, I called our editor in chief just to let her know that I was in there because I was like getting some Slack messages and mine said they weren't going through and it was just, yeah, no that 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 was definitely a big factor as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that like smoke bomb slash fireworks. So there were two that went off. Yeah, two or three. So
2: so Drew said that there were two. I two. Only got, I remember two. Yeah, I only got video of one, and mm-hmm. I was. I was again like on this tire of the car, mm-hmm. not the flipped car, but just a different. Yeah one. right. And like tra- taking video, and I see two kids come up, and like I see them like put something on top of the like bottom of the car. Right. And so I just started taking video as soon as I could after right. that. Right. And like I see the, you know, the smoke start coming up from the thing and a lot of people didn't notice it at first mm-hmm. and so because a lot of people are just turned around right and and, and there's smoke everywhere yeah. in the area because of
0: all the yeah no doing. i i remember that when i was coming I within about like 3 minutes of yeah. cedar village i like could see
2: the haziness in the air but yeah go on and so i just see the smoke start to go off and i think to myself like i know i saw these people put this thing on top of right. there, so I know it's not from the car. Yeah. But then I think to myself, well, what if the car, like, what if something does happen? Yeah. What if fuel leaking out? Yeah, yeah, right. Who that? that who knows? Then the firework like <laughs> catches. Jeez. And so that's that's kind of why you see like in the video that I captured like a little bit of a duck because then I got scared. That's <laughs> so it's was, a re- it's a like, reasonable reaction. And. Because that's like me getting down from the where I was standing, and, right? You know, it was it was it was it was scary for a second, and then you know nothing happened, and or not nothing happened, but the the firework went off mm-hmm. and people realized what it was, and they just they started came right in. back. Yeah, well, like it's, it's doing it's the worth same noting, thing. after that first
1: firework, a lot of people fled the area, like yeah. immediately after that yeah. first one. That's fair. Yeah, like there was still a. Pretty solid crowd, mm-hmm. um, but it, it was very diminished after that first firework. Because I think everybody yeah. kind of realized, like, yeah, this okay, is this is, this a, is a little crazy. Serious.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I was I was also in the area for the first firework, and I was actually I so Drew. I think Lauren and I were it sort of in the crowd for the first firework, and you were towards the house, I believe. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I was posted up by the house.
0: So yeah, right. So yeah, when when we heard that. Yeah, same, same thought process as, as Dan here. You know, we, or well, I guess we didn't see them put anything on it. We just heard the loud noise, saw a little bit of smoke. And we really, it, it was it was honestly like the, a crowd like sort of ran out. That was the only other time that I felt a little bit unsafe or uneasy because I thought that people were going to get trampled, honestly, just with how, how many people were running out. I, I had to help someone off the ground. She, she sort of tripped and, and I helped her up to make sure she didn't get stepped on but yeah that was a little bit crazy I remember looking back and seeing some kind of spark in the air probably about 15 or 20 feet above the car so at that point I knew pretty quickly that it wasn't like you know any kind of explosion or or you know fuel related thing with the car but you know really uh, who knows I mean you know these kids or fans or whatever were you know kicking in the windshield and you know beating up the car pretty good so you know really it really could have been just about anything that happened there but so yeah we had the first firework explosion and there was another one that Dan got on video probably about five or ten minutes later and then yeah at that point I would say probably a lot of the people filtered out but I still still felt like there were a pretty good amount of people, like at least a few hundred. I feel,
1: I feel like the people that were left at that point, mm-hmm. you could tell they were kind of more the, the ones who wanted to keep going. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the ones who had seen enough, they'd gotten their pictures. They had yeah, been, you right. Know, a, a lot of the people who didn't really want to partake in the first place were gone. Yeah. I, I did notice that most of the people that were sticking around were more like engaged with like, oh, let's kick the car some more. Let's, yeah, you know. yeah,
0: yeah. But so yeah, and then I think
2: it was probably it was like five How, or ten minutes after that. That
0: the police, yeah. Yeah, so about five or ten minutes after that second firework went off, the police came from the south, which is weird because I thought they had been stationed. I remember seeing them stationed to the north, like in the hub alley. Yeah, for those wanting to picture this, we were yes, just south of the hub. And, yeah, the police came in further from the south. And there were about, I'd say about two dozen police Probably twenty twenty five. Yeah, probably about twenty twenty five. I forget if there were sort of EMS firefighters with them as well. It might have been just police.
1: I, I didn't see any EMS or firefighters, but it's worth noting that not one of them was really wearing any like protective gear. Yes, one hundred percent. Which 100%. I thought was very strange. I mean, uh, when, yeah, you know, I was, you know, I was at uh, the right a few years ago uh, when we beat Duke. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that was like the first twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah, So I, I thought that was kind of strange.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. No yeah, one yeah. Was wearing a helmet That's or yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, there was no no protection, no no yeah no helmet, no body armor. That was at least notable.
2: The, um, the most I saw, like yeah. when when I got tape of them walking in, mm-hmm. you can see one officer. They all I think they all had mace with them, mm-hmm. but only one of the officers like had it in his hand, like ready to use. Mm-hmm. And then there was a second officer who um, I also got video of like he had a rubber bullet gun like mm-hmm. and that's really like like obviously they all had stuff but like those yeah. were the only two they were like, they were wielding them yeah that were being wielded yeah
0: okay yeah yeah I not used though yeah right yeah Th- yeah I don't believe there was any you know disruptive measures like that actually used I know I've certainly heard tales in the past of, you know, pepper spray or tear gas or something, I believe. I think 2019, people were saying that they used tear gas. Do you know if that is, that correct, I Joe?
1: do not, no, yeah. they did not tear gas. They did not? I remember, because that was my freshman year, and right. I remember hearing stories, so I was like looking out for the tear okay. gas, All right. that did not happen.
0: Yeah, that, that's my bad there, but yeah, you know, it, it seemed like it didn't have to come down to any of those measures, because yeah, really when the cops came, people cleared out like that yeah they uh, pretty much everyone just sort of went toward bogue street or you know sort of into the surrounding areas maybe back towards grand river and yeah you know after that i, I was I, I will say i was surprised with how quickly they were able to clear everybody out maybe that was just because so many people had left already but yeah i felt like it was only about a minute between them showing up and having that area around the car cleared it, yeah, they they moved pretty quick.
1: Yeah, it was quiet within five minutes. Oh it was, yes, it was yeah, kind of wild to me. Mm-hmm.
2: and and the the only thing <coughs> that like really happened after the police did show up mm-hmm. is, you know, they started like sweeping the area, like trying to get people to disperse, mm-hmm. you know, telling people like it's time to go. right. The only thing that really happened after that is like they swept down um like the cedar village alley that where the car was Mm -hmm. and then um they kind of stood at the very end and then they started walking back up Mm -hmm. and before they started walking back up like students realized where the police were positioning themselves and they just started like taking pictures in front of the car right and i think there was one student who was then later arrested who Mm -hmm he he was like kicking the car after the police had shown up oh yeah interesting and the like i saw the like police run after him and like try to get him and they just they just, like, started walking away with him. Mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah, I did want to know, you know, we had some reporting from our great Jiha, the cops and courts reporter. And, yeah, over the, I believe yesterday or, Jesus Wednesday, Monday afternoon, yeah, the police did release some sort of data about, you know, the action that they had over the weekend. They said that there were 20 citations issued, five arrests made, I believe, in the 24-hour period. I think they said 730 am uh saturday morning to 7:30 a.m sunday morning so it does include some of the uh night of course forgot to mention that this was also halloween weekend so yeah you know parties just on extra overdrive just an added Pre- fun factor yeah just-, <laughs> just just a little a little lighter fluid on the fire metaphorically of course but yeah so there were you know some arrests made at the time and then yeah now of course msu police actually i i'm not sure if it's msu police or east lansing police Um, But, you know, local police departments have sort of put out some requests, asking for identification for some of these individuals, uh, you know, that participate in some of this property destruction, other unlawful behavior, I guess. But, yeah, you know, certainly emergency services had their hands full this weekend. I believe they said that there were
1: Uh, 147 calls for service. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. So East Lansing Police Department said they had 349 calls for service. And yeah, it was East Lansing Fire Department that said they had 142 calls for service. And yeah, you know, also to put this in context, another sort of factor here is that, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a NPR story sort of talking about how, you know, certain hospitals are still filling up. Obviously, we're still in a pandemic here. And Sparrow Hospital was the one that was profiled in this piece. Part of that was that they were basically saying that they were having to triage patients, meaning that... They were having to treat people basically in the hallways of the hospital because their beds were just, you know, already at capacity with sort of COVID-related illnesses or, you know, just, the flu uh, too. yeah, flu and, you know, just nothing really uh, going their way with the hospital there. And, yeah, you know, so that was, I, I was personally, you know, I mentioned I sort of didn't really feel unsafe at all um, in Cedar Village. But that was certainly my biggest worry sort of going into the night, you know, as people were getting a little more crazy after dark, because, you know, if, if some of these EMS calls had to be made, they said there were 79 EMS calls made that night and 26 truck squad medic assists. So, yeah, you know, that was just something that I was worrying about going into the night. Cause, yeah, that certainly could have been a, a pretty bad scene for everybody. Yeah. Was there anything else you guys wanted to address, sort of about the day, the weekend? You know, just all this chaos that we've been experiencing. You know, there's also you know some violence supported mm-hmm. Not, uh, you know, we don't know the full stories behind all those. But you know, certainly a chaotic weekend in East Lansing.
2: Yeah. I think I think it's worth mentioning how fast everything really happened. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I know Drew said earlier, but like. A lot of the initial things that happened after the game happened within thirty minutes. Yep. You know? Yep. Like the car I think was on its side by four thirty. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Four
0: running. I showed up at about four twenty eight. That's what my first picture is. And and
2: the game really ended like just a little bit before four. Yeah, so like, like a lot of a lot of the big events that happened right after the game happened mm-hmm. within an hour. Yeah. You know, so this whole timeline is really 45 to minute, or 45 minutes to an hour timeline. Yep. It just all happened very quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. And it was, yeah, and like, a, it also was just crazy how quickly it ended. Definitely. You know, there was some more stuff into the night. <laughs> there was another car flipped later that night. I believe the uh, yeah, East Lansing mayor posted some pictures of that because she was doing some ride alongs as well, sort of monitoring everything. But, yeah, you know, pretty much there was, I would say, probably a few hours just lull, you know, whether that was people getting tired, getting ready for the night, sort of recovering after a, you know, sort of draining day. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, it certainly exhausted me watching every second of that game. Certainly a lot of nail-biting moments there. Yeah. But, yeah, Drew, anything from you? I mean,
1: no, I think we really All covered
0: right everything. Yeah. Yeah, so... You know, in short, a chaotic weekend in East Lansing. You know, we hope some of our work on the scene and today has been able to help everybody make a little bit of sense of it because they're, you know, certainly haven't seen a a weekend like this in uh, quite a while in East Lansing. So, yeah, if that's all we have, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys made it to the end of this, we really appreciate it. And, yeah please check out our work on statenews.com. All got our Twitters as well, which are pretty much just our names. So, yeah, if you'd like to see some little bit more detailed coverage about the events, you can just check that out on the website or on our social medias. But, yeah, once again, thank you guys so much for listening. We do really appreciate your time.